Girls Who Product tells the stories of amazing women to inspire others to follow their path in the product area. This project is supported by Zalando. Hi everyone. Welcome to the ninth episode of season three of Girls Who Product podcast. Girls Who Product is a series of interviews with women that have been able to beat the ceiling and become successful makers, entrepreneurs, agents of change. And the mission of Growth Product podcast has always been to inspire, connect, empower more people to get them into product roles and to help them through their product uh, management custom, you know, and, and, and journey. Um, our guest today is Annabella Sari. Welcome, Annabella. Um, and my name is Andre Marquia. I'm the founder of Product Ties, and I'll be your host today. Um, our guest, of course, is Annabella Sari. Annabella is... Um, uh, product offsets uh, out systems and let me just give you a short intro about uh, Annabella um, because she's very um, experienced in, in the in the, the trade Annabella studied management and computer science at Universidade do Minho uh, in the north of Portugal before then moving to Lisbon and and starting to work on IT consulting for General Electric and then Novabas she has been managing uh, large teams and complex projects in the financial industry. And in 2016, she decided to join OutSystems as platform program manager, where she has been recently promoted to director of product operations. Annabella, welcome. And thank you for being with us today. Um, it, it's, really, it's really an opportunity, a great honor to, to have this chance to understand a little bit better what is product ops and, and just dive into that and I think we'll have plenty of time to to, to take that um, but but first let me ask you what what made you take um, stem course in this case going into IT management at uh, the university okay first of all Andrea thank you for having me here it's thank a you. really pleasure to be here um, okay I think the IT decision started back in high school Mm -hmm. um, I think back then we didn't have internet and the, the personal computers were starting to appear. So I was really, really fascinated by this new technology. And of course, I want to have a personal computer to do stuff. Okay. Um, so that, that, that was back in oh, a long, long time ago, <laughs> still oh. in the 90s or already in the 2000s? And 80s. Oh, wow. Okay. I was finishing the 80s. Okay. The 80s so. And, um, okay, mm -hmm. and I remember that I was completely fascinated for the IT. And then I decided to, to go for it. And I can tell you that I never regret it a single day until today. Mm -hmm. And we have the other part, the management part. It, that part comes from a passion, um, psychology. I always like to help people and... Mm -hmm. So just you can understand, um, among my friends, I was the group advisor. Everyone that had a problem used to come with me for advice mm -hmm. and to ask for my help. And nowadays, as a leader, uh, I feel that the leadership part helps me to explore also this part. I, I need to talk with people. I need to advise them. I need right. to help them. And curiously, I know that while I'm helping them, I'm also helping myself. So I think for me, this mix of product, uh, sorry, product management, of uh, IT management and management, it's, it's really um, a good mix for me. 
Okay. And and one of one of the things which I think is really curious is when you when you finished your course and considering that you come from the north of Portugal, um, you had two offers, right? You had one offer in uh, one job offer in Porto and one job offer in Lisbon. You ended up in Lisbon. So why was that? Okay, I think what caught me was the project. Okay, back then the idea of working in the consultancy company, um, working in all the software product, uh, software uh, life cycle in all the phases was really, really attractive to me. Imagine from, from the beginning, I would start working with business analysts, gathering customer requirements. Mm -hmm. Then I would work also with the architects designing the solution. Or I would also code a bit and uh, develop some part of the software. And then at the end of the life cycle, I would also give some training to the users of our application, help the rollout of the project and also the maintenance. So for me, it was very, very challenging. And back then, the majority of my colleagues only received the offers to code. And I thought, okay, but I can code, but in here I can do a lot of stuff. So I choose this part. Um, guys, I think that was... And, 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 sorry, and you can, as you can see, once again, the IT and the management are taking a role in my decisions. I also choose... And I have uh, another thing that I remember now that it, it was the company. Um, the company in Lisbon was a subsidiary of the General Electric Group. And uh, I was very excited to work even that very, very far away with Jack Welch, that as all of you know, was the best manager of the 20th century. So I was really, really excited with that. Okay, so Jack Welsh for the win. Um, yeah. And then you eventually moved to, to Nova Baz and I guess with a new set of challenges. Uh, so when you look back, do you have, or do you feel you would do something different in, in those early days of your career? Or do you think moving, um, you know, out of General Electric and, and then going into pure IT consultancy was the, the right move for you? Oh, this is a very good and difficult question. <laughs> uh, let me think a little bit. I think it's difficult for me. It's difficult to answer to you because I, I believe that we are the reflex of the experience that we had in the past. And I think I believe that I had to have that experience. So I become the professional that I am today. But if I had to choose one thing, probably I would have Probably I would like to have the guts to question more the need of, of doing all-nighters for a huge and important project with an impossible due date. Back then and in the, in the beginning of the consultancy, you were thought that you need to do this kind of things. You need mm -hmm. to work all night. It's important because it's a very, very important project. Now I know and I learned it in the hard way that there are other ways of doing it. There are techniques, for instance, one very, very simple is you can plan in advance and avoid all of this. But I, I also know, uh, Annabella, that you, you know, um, that you came up with a possibility of running a, a first league program. Uh, so <laughs> do you want to tell us that story a little bit more? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I can. Okay, so, but first I think I, I can 
uh, I should share with you that mm -hmm. um, I have uh, a strength of uh, motivate myself during the hard times. And one technique that I use to do that, it's always having a clear goal to follow. And that back then, the goal was, oh, I want to be a very, very good product manager and product manager so I can run a first league project. A project where I would be surrounded by the best people, I would have a huge budget, and above all, I would have a huge, huge and big uh, challenge. And um, after some years managing projects, uh, the day came. They offered me the possibility of lead a huge project at, for Portugal. At, uh, it was a Portuguese project with more than 150 people. So it was a good project. And I was, wow, the day arrived. So amazing. I have almost everything that I want. So we start work. But very quickly, I realized that I had all of that, but the problems, the problems, they were the same, but at a bigger scale. For instance, our customer bought a Honda, but he wanted a Ferrari. Uh, I had the budget that I always dream, but the resources are scarce. Uh, I couldn't be surrounded by all the best because they are I, I have a Honda myself, and it's, it's actually a good car. So <laughs> sometimes like you, you, you can you can stay with the Honda. Um, but 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 I, I guess you know at, at times the, those teams were were mostly at, at least in those times, if I remember correctly. And you know I, I started working in, in you know in consulting back in the early two thousands. Teams were mostly made of uh, up of men. And you say that you felt a little bit like a fish among the sharks. So do you want to tell us, did, did you have any kind of clash? Was it egos? What kind of stories uh, did you have from those days? Okay, I have some, but I don't want to specifically talk about one. Mm -hmm. But I think I can explain you. Imagine that you are me entering in the uh, man's world with the, all the decisions were made, made my, by men. And um, uh, I entered there and I had to deal with all these um, diff strange conversations, with all this macho attitude. Uh, I heard several times, oh, software is not, uh, we don't have uh, women, good software engineers uh, in Portugal or in the world. We, we, we don't have good women software, software engineers? I heard it sometimes, yeah. but, and, and sometimes I felt that I was the elephant in the room, but still they accepted because I was, my project had success. I mainly achieved the, the goals and the company goals. So, and the customers liked me. So I was kind of accepted, but sometimes I felt like the elephant. Uh, what, what, as time went by, uh, it was very good to see more women's appears in the meetings, I start to realize that uh, we were uh, recognized as a good project managers, business analysts, also program managers, mm -hmm. and, and even leaders. So answering your question and um, what I can highlight is that nowadays I don't feel that anymore. Nowadays I'm truly, truly, truly happy because I'm surrounded by a lot of diversity in genders and in roles, and I don't feel that anymore. So it's, I think, the world 
improved <laughs> a little. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so in 2016, you actually moved to Alt System. So, um, and I think in, in only five months, as you were invited to create the, the product ownership team, uh, a practice that at the time was starting to be installed in, in Portugal. And, you know, uh, so how, how did you develop this area? How did, did you have any prior experience or you had to kind of learn on a job just to, to go take it from there? Yeah, I used some of my previous experience, but I also mm -hmm. learned on the job. I started by learning a lot about product management to understand mm -hmm. the practice. I remember that I got some inspiration from Roman um, Pitchler. Yeah. Pitchler, yeah, thank you. Yeah, he was a speaker actually here oh, yeah, yeah, uh, with, yeah. with us in 2015, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably about the book, Strategize, right? I, I read the book and it's very good because he explains very well the main product management concepts. Uh, from product to vision to strategy until uh, roadmap definition and execution. So, and he also gives some templates and some techniques. Yeah. So I like it a lot. Um, regarding the product ownership area, I was already a Scrum Alliance uh, Scrum Master. So I understood the product management role. Uh, and I remember that I had to work with the head of product to define the jobs to be done uh, by each role, the PM and the PO. But what I think that really made, made the difference was the, and our North Star. We mm -hmm. defined that we would have a shared North Star. We would work to build a product that customers love mm -hmm. uh, and bringing the customer for, to the center of our work. So I think that worked very well. And then um, I think I remember that, uh, that it, everything happened in two or three months. It was completely crazy. I had the purpose, the mission, but now I need the, the people. So um, we had to mm -hmm. hire, uh, we, we needed seven POs uh, by the end of September. And we hired some internal from engineer that already knew the product. And then you, we hired some diversity outside people with the PO experience. So it was amazing. I, and I can tell you that I really, really like those times. Um, okay. For me, it was a new beginning. After all, I had a career and a lot of experience. A new beginning with a, within a product-led company mm -hmm. and with a very demanding team because they were all very demanding. Yeah, I, I remember uh, the Paulo Rosado uh, giving a talk maybe 10 years ago on, a, on an event that we have organized uh, in 2009, actually. And at the time, he, he was being very... Um, very bullish on customer, you know, what we would call today customer success or customer experience. Um, and, and I guess having uh, an inspiring CEO that really understands customer experience and, and having a product that people love is, is super, super important as well. Um, which, which takes me to uh, my other question, which is in, in April this year, I guess in the middle of the pandemic, or at least yeah. the first wave, yeah. um, there was the, the entry of this new VP of product at OutSystems and you were invited to, to launch the, the new product operations team. So what is product operations exactly? I think there's still lots of people saying, you know, company A says it's this thing, company B says this thing, but at least give us your own definition and within out systems, how do you guys see product operations exactly? Okay, I think I can start by saying that 
you can think about any other operations area. And the main goal of uh, an operation area is to improve the efficiency of a team. Mm -hmm. In our case at OutSystems, our mission is to build a foundation for product excellence. And how we do this? We help the product management build the, product, the right product and the engineering building the, right, the product right self. Building the right product and building the product right. Right. Um, and we are here in the intersection of these two areas, helping them. And for 2020, our main outcomes are two. The first one is to uh, improve the communication with the internal and the external stakeholders. And by stakeholders, I'm talking about customers, uh, partners, our sales team, our enablement team, customer success, all of their stakeholders. And uh, the second one more internal is to really continue improving the efficiency of our, our product um, system. And by product system, I mean the tools, the processes, training people, reporting, product metrics, all of that stuff that needs to be much more efficient at scale. And our systems is now in the phase of scale, grow, in hyper growth. So we need to do this and we need to have this area. So. Yeah, and when you're growing that fast, you, you also have to train people and make sure that, you know, they, they are up for the job. So last year, you, you took the course, uh, the Product Management Executive Program at, at ISEAD, uh, which I, I believe is just one week, right? Or five days. Yeah. Uh, it's a leadership program. Do you recommend it to, to anyone who wants to develop and, and become a product leader? So how, how was your personal experience with it? Oh, I do, I do, I do recommend it. I, I like it. It was very one week that I like it. And it, it um, was in person. So you actually, you were in the INSEAD campus. INSEAD, the campus, it's, it's very good and it has a good atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And you are surrounded um, by peers and even mm -hmm. probably sea levels and all the people. Um, they have an amazing curriculum. The teachers are good, but... Also, they have very, very good speakers. For instance, we had lectures with the, um, uh, one of the LinkedIn founders. We had, for instance, also lectures with one of the Jeff Bezos from Amazon Direct Report. It was a, a girl. And it, during a, a working group session, she shared with us the story of the Kindle. And it was so funny to see how they work, really. When they think about vision, they define it. Okay, I want to grow 100 times more. And I oh, really, this is difficult, but makes sense. And even they told us that they, in medium, uh, for, they tried to experiment 50 ideas and only one or two go and uh, go for a project. So it was really good. Also, um, I think the, the networking there, it's very good. You meet a lot of people, you talk, you share experiences, and then you, you have a, a network that you can use uh, outside. Uh, I had in, the, in, the, in this course also CPOs. Back then it was, I think it's a new role, but now it's more developed or at least more informed. And, and I re it really made sense to me and to understand how they look as a, as a product, as a whole. It's, uh, and they are aware of all the areas of the company uh, and not only the product as a, 
head of product sometimes is more focused. So I really, really enjoy it. And I can say to you that I was so excited that I thought, no, I need to, to, to make a sabbatic license and I need to come here to make an uh, MBA. But, and then I went to see the, the prices and so on. And I thought, okay, this can wait a little bit more because they are- Yes, things are changing now, right? Uh, I, I guess that you've heard, you, you have heard the, the announcement of this uh, new foundation by the, the founder yeah. of Farfetch, right? Jose Neves. Um, and uh, they, they are now sponsoring MBA programs and uh, other kinds of executive programs and not just executive, but also computer science, engineering with this ISA model, which is you only pay when you get a job. Um, and, I, you know, maybe, the, maybe this is just your personal take, but go, still going into education, but not leadership with education, which would be your case, but more basic training. Um, how are you guys, uh, you know, out system, out systems uh, dealing with the shortage of talent in the, the Portuguese market? Because I think that's widely recognized, especially in the IT sector. Um, how, how are you guys dealing? Do you, do you feel the shortage of engineering or product management? And I know it's out systems. I know you're one of the most recognized brands uh, in the talent market in, in Portugal. So, but if, if it is difficult for you, you know, I guess it's difficult, even more difficult for everyone else. So how, how are you guys planning to deal with this shortage of talent? Do you have any specific plans, training, onboarding people? Okay, I can answer from two perspectives. One mm -hmm. from our product, and we are trying to um, improve our product so we can reduce the, the necessary talent to use it. And we mm -hmm. are investing a lot of that. And we had the next step, if someone from the audience is uh, curious about that, can see we have a lot of information on the internet about next step. That is our annual event. Mm -hmm. Regarding our um, recruitment for out systems as a company, uh, it's difficult for us as well. I think what we have is our culture. Um, I think we don't, our uh, employee NPS is very good. Usually we don't lose um, many people. So I think what really matters is the culture and the opinion that people have on us. So, so and are you able to have a good life work balance? Myself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think as Tim because you, you were you were a workaholic when you were in your I guess your twenties yeah, yeah. when you got in the job market. Are you still a workaholic, or are you able to leave work and and start in living? I was taught to to be a workaholic, but then I I learned. Uh, I like to learn and study some subjects, and I'm I'm really trying to improve my performance so I can have a good balance. And nowadays, I think I have uh, a good balance. Um, for instance, um, I have very, very demanding days and intense out systems, focus on achieving goals for me, for my team, for the company. Um, I learn, I del delegate a lot my tasks and I try when I leave office, nowadays the virtual office at home, because I'm working from home, I try to leave there the, the work and um, switch to, to the personal mode. 
what I'm doing nowadays, I end the day with um, the running. I, I had an appointment in my uh, agenda and I go for a, a run. Um, and I can tell you, for instance, that I have two, two Google calendars, one for my personal life another, and another one for my professional life. Yeah, me too. You have to. And I'm very disciplined. Imagine, for instance, today I, I will not run because I used to run, run at seven. Ah, we're taking you from your run. You should no, still go for her. Tomorrow, for sure, I will. And whenever I need to, to reschedule something, uh, some appointment, I treat it as a, as a meeting. So I treat it serious. Um, and, and I think that this helps me. Oh, another important thing is also that I prioritize my work and my team's work. Usually I focus on the top three, four most pr uh, priorities stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm used to negotiate some delays on the other tasks that they are not contributing directly to these main goals. So, um, so and also... Sorry. sorry, I didn't want to interrupt your thought process, but what do you consider your greatest passions in your life right now, other than... I guess, work. Other, other, sorry, other than? Other than work, what's your, what's your greatest uh, passion? Top priority, if you think like a product manager, what's your, you know, what's priority in your roadmap right now? Okay, and I think it's keeping my body and my mind healthy with mm -hmm. all this COVID. It was a little, it was demanding for me and I think for all of the people. Yeah. Because I was, for instance, my, my boyfriend um, had to go work every day and I had to stay at home. So he was kind of concerned to bring some virus at home. And mm -hmm. I was trying to deal with being at home every day. So I'm really focused on keeping my energy, uh, doing some exercise and, and keeping my mind clear. And uh, because I think at the end of the day, we need to be balanced to support this and 2020 shows us this tomorrow can appear something new and we need to be ready for uh, yeah exactly 2020 showed us a lot of lot of things uh, one of one of the things it also showed us is that we cannot go to football but i, I i've heard that you are uh, passionate about or you were passionate about football are you still into football nowadays um, no, no, so, not so much. Nowadays, I, I prefer, I change completely. I prefer yoga. Uh, uh, during this, this pandemic phase, I started running, as I said, and I like... Oh, you actually started running during pandemics? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, n I never like it. I, I didn't know how to breathe. It's so strange, but... I and have, have you seen changes, like you breathing better, you're... You, do you feel better because of that? Yeah, I started because I, I'm not an um, inside-house person. I always mm -hmm. try to go abroad, uh, outside house, uh, yeah. outside house doing stuff. And being quiet at home during the day, it started to... Um, I started to, to feel some pains in my body, so it was strange. So I tried to start running, and I really like it because he helps me keeping my energy, my body, um, I really love it. Great. Yeah. So uh, we have a, a little section which is paying it forward. And that is what kind of advice do you have for anyone starting a career in, in products or that wants to start from the beginning? What kind of advice would you give to them? Oh, Actually, okay. believe me, I, I, 
at, le at least on, on, I have this question every single day on my LinkedIn people. Even today, like a couple of women um, that uh, were, were referenced to me. And sometimes I, I don't even know how to answer that question properly, right? Uh, so I'm really curious to, to see what, what, what kind of advice do you have yourself? Okay, I think I have two. The first one is that never give up. If you want to be um, a product manager, I think for me, product manager, it's a little bit like Coca-Cola. Tastes funny at the first, but then you grow, it grows on you. Like, I don't know if it's a correct translation from Portuguese, but the idea is that you need to, to give some time to product management, to learn it and to see if you fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. Because you will find times when it's a very demanding um, role, it's a very demanding role, and you will have difficult times because you will be pushed to, to be a good communicator, a good negotiator. You need to, to have um, leadership, but you don't have a team. You need to, to, to lead by influence. You need to, to like product. You need to, to, to say no, for instance. It's very difficult because you have the customer, the, the partner, the sales team ask you stuff and you cannot do everything. So you need to, to say no. So my advice is try it. Don't, uh, don't quit at the beginning, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, the second advice is that find a mentor. I think it's really, really important. Uh, are, you, are you mentoring yourself, anyone? Yeah, I'm, I'm, in the, um, I'm entering, I have a mentee in the Portuguese Women in Tech. That mm -hmm. is also, a, she's a PO, product owner. Um, I do it. Um, and, and, and I think it really helped. I, I think it's, uh, it's good for me because I can teach someone, but it's also good for the mentee. Oh, and you can do it, for instance, with someone like in my case, or, or even you can follow someone that is a reference for you. Nowadays with the internet and all these digital platforms, it's easy. And, and for instance, I would recommend nowadays Marty Kagan, Melissa Perry, and also Teresa Torres. And right. All speakers at Productize, so I, I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, uh, great. So Melissa Perry, Teresa Torres, Marty Kagan. If you're listening, if you're listening to this, uh, guys, uh, follow them there. Or you know, you know, um, you can of course, I guess, uh, also follow you. Um, and people can find you on LinkedIn, Anabella Sario. Any any other platforms you're in you're in that you want to tell us? I have Instagram and also Twitter, but I think I'm more the one that I use more is LinkedIn. Okay, so if you have any questions regarding product ops that you want Annabella's advice, please by all means. Um, sorry, Andrea, sorry. Uh, for instance, if someone is looking for a mentor, I can mm -hmm. try to find someone to help you depending okay. on your. I think you guys, if you are interested, I also can help there. Because I Actually, uh, that's really nice from you. And I, I'm pretty sure that the almost 20 people that are uh, listening to the, to the webinar so far uh, will, will appreciate it. Uh, we actually have a, a, a more than a couple of questions. I will just pick two or three um, because we are already on top uh, of our uh, time. And the first question is from Chris from the UK. And I, and I think you might be able to help him. So uh, Chris asks, if starting a product ops function into an existing technological organization or tech organization 
what are the key factors to take into account when you when you are starting to to, to you know uh, the product ops function? Okay, I think you need to have uh, um, some. You need to have support from your leadership, and you and and in order to conquer that, you need to to explain the problems and also explain how product ops uh, help. I think it's the most important one. Because okay. without supporting product ops, it's, it's, it's a secondary role. You need to have support from the leadership so you are empowered to do changes and you need to change a lot to improve efficiency of the team. Still on, on the product ops, um, Hugo Freusch is, is asking uh, a question which I, I believe is something we kind of covered, but he has a different angle. Uh, how how out systems is approaching product ops and uh, how how is it different from maybe other companies do you have any specific flavor of product ops that you're using or is it pretty much standard uh, we have we have uh, usually in the market or in the industry mm -hmm. when we talk about product ops it just it's mainly uh, related with the product management and out systems we are doing this one thing that we are looking for product management in engineering because we have a north star that is zero lead time from problem framing until customer adoption and we are looking for the to the value stream of the product development life cycle so we measure all the the inefficiencies of the process and we solve it and it could be in the product management team it could be in engineering uh, and and i think in our case it's it's it works very 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 well because we are, we break the silos that it's. Um, you, you, you are the glue between the engineering yeah. and the product managers. So we make sure that th these guys are, are working in tandem. And we have like a final question. And this is more than a question. I think it's, it's a comment, but I just wanted to share with you. It's from Isabel Branc. She's saying that she just wants to thank your friendship and that you're an amazing uh, friend. So that's really nice to, to hear in this um, podcast or, or webinar in this case. And, um, and I think this, this, this is it. We are on minute 35. Um, you are more than welcome to do uh, more questions to, to Annabelle over LinkedIn. And you were so nice that you are opening your doors to people that want to find a mentor. And I guess this is open for both men and women. Um, and I don't know, do you want to add something that we didn't cover in this rather? I think, I think if, you, if you allow me, I, I think sure. I, would leave, uh, I would like to leave you, all of you, with this idea. Someone used to say that our brand is what people say about us when, you, when we are not in the room. So think about what you want people to talk about you and act to make it happen. Okay. So guys, with this uh, words of wisdom from Annabella, I'm, I'm going to thank you, Annabella, for, for being with us today. I hope that you guys enjoy the, the podcast when it's going to be released. As you know, we are also releasing this uh, as a transcript on our blog at productize.co and on Medium. Um, don't forget that the Productize conference is still on uh, sale. The, the, the tickets, the, the bundle tickets and the workshops, by the way, are sold out. But the conference happening on the 26th and 27th of November is still on sale. 
and you can use the code Annabella20 to get 20% off from what, what is essentially the lowest price ever because this is an online event. And actually, there is actually a, a, free, um, a free option uh, just for the 27th of November that you can still uh, take. Um, subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on, on Twitter to get the, the episode that is going to be published probably next week. Um, we're, we're taking a couple of days to, to publish this online uh, on SoundCloud and uh, other platforms. So if you are listening on, on iTunes, you can, you can also get it there. So guys, thank you so much. Annabella, have a nice day and see you soon. Really nice uh, knowing you and having this opportunity to understand what product ops is and your 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 story as well. Okay. See you at Productize. See you at Productize. Thanks. <laughs> Hope you see you there. Bye-bye. Yeah.